0: You're not a different person at home than you are at work that you are when you're shopping or that you are when you're on vacation, you're that same person and allowing that to come out and allowing people to see that uniqueness, not hiding it, not trying to be like everybody else um, has really been a huge advantage for us in being able to distinguish ourselves in our marketplace.
1: Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Nelson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel consumed with work-life balance Burnout and stress. Here on the show, each week we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve.
2: Welcome back to the show, Angus. Today, you have a conversation with Katie Horner, who's a faith-based business coach. And what I love about this conversation is you guys get to talk about how she approaches life and her work coming from a really authentic place and not sacrificing her core values to step into a really successful business. Tell me about your conversation you have.
1: Yeah. So, you know, this is a faith-based uh, business coach. And so if that makes you uncomfortable, just heads up. She's going to talk about Jesus. She's going to talk about her faith. And she's also going to talk about very practical elements of what it looked like while she was building her company and the transition she went through, the grit, the, the gumption, the audacity she had to you know, push past her detractors and move into this new place with a new understanding around money, a new understanding about service, a new understanding about actually building a real business. Furthermore, she was one of the first women I ever coached. Before, I just used to focus on men uh, for various reasons, and you're going to hear in this uh, discussion why I've made this transition, how this came to be. And she was super creative in how she made that happen because she came to me first, like, hey, would you work with me? And I was like, I only work with men. She goes, would you work with my husband? He's part of the business. Like, I'll work with your husband. She's like, so it's a twofer. You work with both of us. like, very, very, very well done. Yeah, let's give it a shot. We'll run his experiment. And we dived in and saw an amazing impact. You're gonna hear her tell the story on this interview. So I, without further ado, we're going to talk to Katie Horner. She's an expat entrepreneur. You know I love it already. She and her family moved to Mexico. You'll hear all about it. She's inspired millions of people with her multiple best-selling books and her unique approach to business. As a homeschool mom of 5 and a ministry wife turned business coach, she became an author and international speaker. She's going to be speaking at a TED Talk here very uh, soon and she, or TEDx, whatever that's called, yeah, TEDx, and she's created a unique framework for client experience and marketing. She's helped over 8,000 entrepreneurs learn to maximize the impact of their expertise without compromising their faith, their core values, or their non-negotiables. I'm super excited for you to be able to hear her story and hear it from a place of reality and connection. Uh, I'm a big fan, and I love what she and her husband have been able to do. Let's jump into that interview right now. Hey, Katie, so great to have you on the show. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. It, we observed as soon as we came on here, our delightfully uh, complimentary background lighting.
0: Yes, we both got the black and purple lighting memo today. Oh, so it's, it's perfect. Glad that worked out.
1: I, I don't have the flamingo, um, but... You know, I've got everything else. So check, check. I I win then. (laughs) You you win. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, this is uh, gonna be a great opportunity because we haven't talked in a long time. We worked together um, about a year-ish, a little year and a half-ish ago. And you have continued to like grow your business and be the incredible entrepreneur that you are. And I wanna kind of go back in the backstory about how this all came to be and then we'll uh, kind of unpack some of your expertise and what you know. Sound like a plan? Sure. You guys were American citizens and you had a heart to go down to Mexico and start a mission organization. You're a faith-based business person. And first of all, as another expat who went to another country, how was the transition? What did you learn about yourself in that entire beginning stages?
0: Well, um, Mexico was in our heart. Uh, then, it, then it became part of our head, part of our plans. And um, so uh, a couple of years into our marriage, we picked up and moved to Mexico at 50% support, mm-hmm. um, supported by charitable donations to be able to go down and help a Bible college ministry. Yeah. And we were still around a lot of Americans at that point. And mm-hmm. so I don't know that the, the cultural adaptation was as much for us in terms of Mexico culture, the culture of the ministry um, was something to adapt to. Yeah.
1: So you have multiple children, is it four kids?
0: We have five kids. Five kids. Um, five we had kids. one when we moved. So yeah. we have one um, American American born child and then four that were born in Mexico who have dual citizenship.
1: Nice. And so not only that, but then you were homeschooling on top yeah. of all of these things. The, the transition from that was then to go into business. And so you're homeschooling and starting a business. So you had a couple of businesses. So one was you had homeschool curriculum in Spanish, and then that transitioned into what you're doing now, kind of the infancy. And that was around building courses and education around business. Tell us a little bit about kind of that season and those like little microcosms of transformation.
0: Well, so the first transformation was going from a Bible college ministry to a children's home ministry. Um, And then we found ourselves essentially without a ministry for a while and needing to find an alternative way to support ourselves. And that's where the business came in. And I'd grown up in a business home, but didn't have a lot of business training. My husband went to school for carpentry and electrical work and things like that, but skipped the business year because he was going back to Mexico as a missionary. What did he need business school for? Right, right. (laughs) You know, so here we are thrown into, you know, God is very clearly leading us to start this business to support ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, we created a homeschool curriculum that didn't exist yet. There was no literature-based homeschool material in Spanish yet at that Mm -hmm. point in the world and um, so we did that and then a couple years in we took what we were learning in terms of growing an online business and started teaching other english speakers how to do that too and so what this has transitioned to through the years is um, a lot of relearning who we are and what that means in the marketplace we were taught to depend on our supporters for our salary and um, then we had to depend on our god Uh, But that has been a huge lesson because now in in business, you can't depend on your clients to pay your bills. You still have to depend on your God to do that. And we get to um, help translate that and uh, accelerate some of those lessons now for the business owners that we work with in uh, being able to grow and scale their business with a mindset based on the truth Mm -hmm. and how to walk that out on a daily
1: basis. So I want to dive a little bit more into that because we don't talk about faith. lot on the show um i obviously you know my story so my dad was a pastor and so i kind of had a faith background too and i knew about money and uh business that money was uh, the root of evil so for you what was some of that transition building a business first of all we'll start there into understanding like no it's okay it's okay to make money
0: well you know first off we had the the outside um, observations, let's call them, of, well, you're in ministry, how do you have time to build a business? Mm -hmm. And well, you know, God invented time. So if he says you do it, then he's gonna give you the time to do it. I don't know how it all works out, but somehow Mm -hmm. we get it done. uh, and there's also not time to be wasted because I don't get any of this time back. And so I have to make the best use of my time. And so in building the business, it was a lot of times it was, you know, holding a baby on your lap while you were taking that online class. Or it was, um, you know, the one time our computer got baptized and we had to replace it was because I was trying to work at the at the breakfast table with my kids right beside me. Right. Mm-hmm. And um you just did what you had to do because we knew that God was calling us to this. And in Mm -hmm. spite of the well-meaning naysayers around us, we knew that God's call was bigger Mm -hmm. and kept, you know, kept pushing through that. But it also forced us to have to go back to what do I believe because I believe it. And whether you have a faith in, in Jesus Christ or not, you still have beliefs that that determine your actions right and and that what is inside comes out just like the pink comes out of the flamingo right and so it's gonna your what you believe about yourself about your purpose about money about all of those things comes out in the actions and the way that you you carry out your daily activities in your business and your personal life and we were forced to go back and and determine for ourselves what do we believe not what do they say not what Mm -hmm. have we been taught but what do we believe and what does that mean for the actions that we now need to take to go where we believe we're being directed?
1: So this has been a lot of God talk in just a few minutes of time. And for a lot of people, like that could seem uncomfortable or that seems, you know, odd. Talk to take me in a little bit deeper, like that faith and what does that look like in business when you actually had to apply that principle?
0: yeah well and i think that regardless of regardless of one's personal faith like you still have to uh, determine how you're going to make take action right you still Mm -hmm. have to determine what is what is truth in your life and what you're going to do based on that and so for us if i just show up and be me today and do what i was created to do which is helping other people know how to market and grow their business If I can do that well, if I can do that with excellence, if I can do that with all the fun-loving, color-loving quirks that is Katie, then that's what I need to be doing. That is my flamingo advantage, which has become our brand. And that idea of letting what is on the inside come out. You're not a different person at home than you are at work, that you are when you're shopping, or that you are when you're on vacation. You're that same person. And allowing that to come out and allowing people to see that uniqueness, not hiding it, not trying to be like everybody else, um, has really been a huge advantage for us in being able to distinguish ourselves in our marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's one of our core messages and it's one of the things that sets us apart because you can find a ton of business coaches out there, or marketing coaches, Mm -hmm. but you find very few of them who teach faith with business, Mm Um, and you know, if you're not for me, that's fine, right? I'm not holding that against anyone, but I also know that this is such a big part of my life mm-hmm. that I have to be true to who I am on the inside yeah. and bring that out. And just like, so flamingos, let uh, use that as an example, right? Flamingos are pink, most of them, uh, all different varieties and shades of pink. And then they're pink on the inside and the outside. Their flesh is pink, their blood is pink, their feathers are pink. Everything about them is, is pink. And so if you just looked at flamingos, you say like, how do you tell them apart? How do you know who is who and whatever? Their voice is what they tell them apart by. Mm. Every flamingo has a distinct and unique voice and that is how they know their mate or their child or the others in their flock is by recognizing the voices, right? Mm. So even though there's millions of business coaches in the world, there's nobody who has the voice just like me, right? And there's, there can be tons of people in your market. Your market could be saturated. That's great. It proves people will buy what you're selling, mm-hmm. but only you do what you do. Like you do and recognizing that as an advantage and leveraging it is what we get to help people do every day.
1: Yeah. So I, first of all, I was, gonna, I've, I'm glad you went into the flamingo metaphor because I was actually just going to ask you that. So, so when going to move on to the next part is let's go to like the business side. Now it's application. So yeah. someone's going to start a business. You said, you know, that nobody trained you per se in business and you've got to have the courage, the audacity and the naivete, which I believe is a big part of business building. How did your business building adventure go?
0: Well, first we started just taking the steps we needed to take. Like if, if we're going to go, if, if our goal is to be here, who is there that we can learn from? Learn as much as we can for them. Put it into practice, right? And so, if that's, um, you know, what what do I need to learn to take the next step for me? Is it is it marketing? Who's the best marketer? How can I learn? Is it learning how to use a tool? Then let's do that. Is it hiring help? Is it hiring a coach? And just every every step, evaluating where am I? Where am I trying to go? What do I need to get me there? And that's part of what led us to you is when tap and i started working with you is that we felt like we were at this plateau and we needed someone to with outside experience outside perspective to speak into the bubble that was right in front of our faces and tell us you know what do you see what yeah. what is missing here what can be improved how, how do we continue to move forward and take a step to grow where we are because you you don't always know that without outside perspective
1: Yeah. and it's like we say you know it's. We all, uh, there's there's a card that I, a postcard I have in one of my drawers here from uh, Gaping Void. It's like a caricature. And it says that every one of us needs someone outside our own jar to read the label. You know, it's somebody shows us that mirror and says, hey, here are the things you cannot see. Here are the things that, you know, you've either ignored or haven't had the courage to take steps on or haven't, you know, really move the needle on. And I remember for you guys when we worked together, one was, you know, what to do with the the Spanish curriculum because that mm-hmm. was no longer a priority for where you guys were headed. And if I remember correctly, you, you made uh, some business deal to roll that off to somebody else to be responsible for. You turned your focus into building your business and it has grown leaps and bounds because not only was I a coach, but then you went to the next coach and the next coach. So you've continued to, elevate your business by finding the keys that would unlock the door to the next step. Can you take us kind of into that trajectory and how this has built momentum in your business?
0: So our business prior to working with you was that we had these eight levels of homeschool curriculum that we'd created. We were um distributors for the materials and so but we weren't bait we didn't have enough volume of orders yet Mm -hmm. still in the Spanish world to be able to um get great prices on things so we were not buying at wholesale we were still buying retail trying to make a profit off it Mm -hmm. well then COVID hit and you know people stop factories stop working they stop printing books and shipping goes through the roof it's less reliable like all of these things and all of us are forced to be at home. So a lot more resources are being made available online. Mm-hmm. Um, home education becomes more mainstream in the Spanish world because of all of that. Yeah. And a lot more of even the secular resources are coming online for education where it was never a thing prior to that. So all of this co- sort of created this perfect storm that took a business that had always been a, a ministry business barely, you know, barely getting by yeah. um, to where it was not being profitable, and we found ourselves resenting it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the frustrations around fulfilling those orders and things. And it just became something that didn't bring us the joy that it did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But we'd had our identity so tied up in it. Um, this was the next big thing God had taken us to after that full time ministry mm-hmm. time that, you know, how do we let this go? And uh, what you helped us to see is that we're still the same people. We mm-hmm. still have done those things. We yeah. still have had that experience, yeah. have have held those titles, have run those businesses and made that impact. That, you know, who you are doesn't change based on what you do or what your title is. Yeah. Who you are is on the inside. And that's part of the Flamingo message too. Yeah. Just being who you are yeah. all the way through. And so we were able to close down the physical materials side of that business. We still have the website, we still speak. Um, we're speaking in a couple months at a homeschool event in Mexico mm-hmm. and um, still very involved as much as we can be on that side of things from more of a consultant or an encourager, you know, kind of a founder in the movement kind of side of things. Yeah. Um, but it's not our business any longer. And we shifted all of our focus then to coaching our on- online entrepreneurs and um, putting our emphasis into our group coaching program and the mastermind that we run and being able to grow our speaking and our book business.
1: And have you lost any of the impact of the things that make your heart come alive?
2: No,
0: no. I think if anything, the visibility has grown Yeah. Um, by being able to refocus those energies. Yeah.
1: And what a natural now, expression. Now oh, go, go. some of
0: the impact, some of the impact with, um, the long-term critiquers, mm. right. Mm-hmm. Some of that, has continued to to cause some tension. Um, But there again, you've gotta do what you know you gotta do and keep pushing forward.
2: Let me just pause for a second to say this. There is one trait that you will find in every successful leader, no matter their industry, no matter their role, and that trait is action. And we wanna inspire ambitious leaders like you to bet on yourself and take action on those audacious goals that you see in your heart. That's why we created our 90 Day Accelerator. It's a results-driven, battle-tested framework designed specifically for high-performing leaders like you to get unstuck and propel you towards your goals. And in just 90 days, you won't even recognize the person you used to be. To be a part of this elite community, go to evolveleadership.org. Now, back to the show.
1: And, you know, you haven't arrived until you have haters, the critiquers. (laughs) Like, you're not, and 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 I'm, 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 I'm being a little facetious, but not really. Because when you polarize to a degree to where you can create differentiation, then you're actually doing the right thing. And I'm not saying polarization in terms of like some of the polarization of politics. I'm saying the polarization of like, this is who we are. This is what we do. And I honor you for keeping your faith out front and making that a purposeful and intentional piece of what you do because it is a differentiator, you know, and because you are who you are, it's such a natural and warm expression of you being you. And you are colorful and you are, you know, this person who is, is full of vision and passion and drive. And you've persevered through so much. And I'm so proud of what you guys have built and, and the trajectory that you've continued and the legacy you're leaving for your kids, bringing them into the business, helping them start their own businesses, like not just being an entrepreneur for yourselves, but like making this stuff contagious. It's beautiful. So I have another question. it's a lot of fun and a lot of fun, right? Even when you're back to trusting and faith. And that's where I wanna take us back to is when you go through those seasons when you lose some clients, you lose some customers, or uh, maybe an event or a webinar or uh, a mastermind doesn't get the numbers that you had hoped. Take us back into faith that's even transcended, like obviously your your Christian faith is a big piece of it, but there's a faith in your business that every entrepreneur and every leader has to have in the process. What does that look like for you guys?
0: Well, for us, I think it's part of it is seeing the vision of where you're going, seeing the vision of what is possible. And that was another thing that I felt like when we came to you, we were kind of stuck, like we've, we've hit some big goals and what's next? Like, how do we start, how do we open ourselves up to dream for that next bigger thing? Mm -hmm. And, um, coming back into kind of exploring who, who we were doing some of that identity work again, um, even beyond what we'd done to that point and being able to look forward at what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, Real recognizing that that those dreams and desires were uh, okay, like yeah. having the permission to go yeah. after them, um, was really big. And I think knowing knowing our purpose ty- that tying into the f- the freedom we have to follow it <clears throat> when you have when you do run your own business, there's you know you answer to God and yourself kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, whereas before we were answering to all kinds of people that were countries away from us and had no clue what was happening, right. Yeah. Um, and so that the freedom combined with the vision and just being able to, to live and give mm. as God directed has been huge. But in going after that vision, we have had a season even here again recently with, you know, everybody's having a hard time right now. And we've had clients that have backed out of programs because of health reasons or deaths in the family or, you know, whatever. And we can't control that, but we also realize that they don't pay our salary or yeah. God does and trusting that this is gonna work out. We've gone through seasons like this in the past and it, he always made a way, You know, yeah. we never went without. And he's continuing to make a way now. Yeah. At the same time though, we're able to look at the visions of where we want to go mm-hmm. and say, what would it look like if, or yeah. what do we need to do to, and how can we take the resources that we have now and maybe reallocate them in such a way mm-hmm. that still allows for growth even though things are tight. Yeah. And so for instance, um we were looking at our budget at our our quarterly planning tap and i right and we're we're under budget right now for the things that our expenses are costing in our business and we want to hire help um we recognize that in a certain area of our business i'm the bottleneck i need Mm -hmm. to be able to pass this set of tasks off to somebody else so that it doesn't stop and get you know not done because of me and um so what we looked we took our advertising budget and cut that in half so that we had what we need to hire the person and now i've got the time freed up on my end to be able to map out how are we going to get that income back yeah right instead of just staying stuck or um spending less on ads to try to make up that difference and just stay where we were we were able to reallocate things and move them around to get the help with the same funds that allows the, the space now to be able to, to make up the difference. And it's just looking at it from that different perspective. Yeah. Like there is no quitting when you know you're made to do this. Yeah, It's just, how do we move forward? What's the next Come step? On.
1: And this is the audacity of leadership, right? Is like, when we know what we want, like we are the author and creator of a vision. And when we get clear on what we want, you know, that, that desire, the old, uh, I remember telling you the uh, spice girl principle, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Right. <laughs> Suddenly making decisions becomes way easier because you take a look at something like, is this moving us forward and toward, or is this taking us away? Well, no, now I know what kind of decisions to make. Can I get really clear on the things that I've always done? Are they going to get us where we go? No. Well, we got to chop that off. I got to change this. I can move this. So ob- objectivity, comes into play, you know, and then you get to the place where not only are you being decisive, but that determination, that audacity is like, I'm going to will this to be. And sometimes it hurts. There's no lie about leadership. Like there's some times and seasons where you're not sleeping or you're not eating or whatever. And you're like saying, what do I need to learn in this moment? And I've learned to like, like separate myself from what my past self, might have responded or my past fears or things of my old stories that come into play and then i'm like oh, I'm like nope that's not who i am anymore look what i've accomplished look what i've done no, that's not that's not the leader i am the leader of i that i am today leans forward into this into the headwind and says i figured it out before i'm going to figure it out again and then creating yeah, the state. take
0: it a step further, too. I just finished the 10X is Easier Than 2X Come on. by Dan Sullivan. Yeah. Read it twice. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm not just making, making decisions out of today's Katie. I'm making yeah. decisions out of future Katie. Yeah. What would future Katie do?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Come on. And that gives you a whole different perspective as well.
1: So I love this. Uh, so do you remember the slingshot year? You know, when we were working together and you went 12 months out into... What you want to create. Like, what does that 12 months look like in a 10x fashion? Right? Suddenly, yeah. you're prioritizing things in a very, very different way. For those of you who have not read this book, I have proselytized this to so many of my clients. Like, everybody is reading it. Our mastermind is reading it right now. One of my clients is completely pivoting his business as a result of reading that book. Um, and we ourselves, like, we've always been men focused. The reason why you're here is because you were crafty, you were smart, you were creative, and you said, hey, I know you don't work with women, but would you work with a couple? Like Katie and her husband, Tab, were the very first couple I worked with. And this is, you know, kind of opened the door to the possibilities of me working with women and so part of our creative yeah, fashion, and it is, was
0: such such a <laughs> tremendous experience. It took you two years to get over it. <laughs>
1: Gosh, no, that wasn't it. There, there was more to it than that. That's a whole another podcast. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, the seeds were planted, and yeah. one of the things my wife and I said, and and this goes back to my story and my candor is, you know, I had issues of infidelity and issues of, you know, needing validation from women as part of my nature. And part of my growth was to be able to say, when you're coaching, you get into these intimate connections and you have to have a a, a, a sense of character and maturity about it. And so part of my story in full disclosure was me growing past that and getting to the place where I no longer need that validation. I no longer need those pieces. And that was the sense of self-awareness that I had to apply into my own leadership. Secondarily is, we're also shifting into the corporate space and taking this stuff that we're doing, that's transforming people from the inside out and creating leaders that have that audaciousness. Is that a word audacious audacity that have, (laughs) you know, emotional intelligence who have self-awareness, who have a sense of personal power. Like what does that look like in the, in the workplace? So, Part of that, in terms of inclusion and equity, like we can't do that from a male perspective. So we've had to open our doors in that and have the humility and the courage to say, can we perform on that level? Can we make that jump? And the answer is yes. So you've made these jumps. You've made this growth. For you who are listening, you're a leader who is being called up to a higher level. And any challenge, any... Uh, uh, friction, any resistance that you're facing is almost like a double dog dare. That will you believe that you are able to do this thing you see in your heart? Will you believe that you are made and prepared for this time and season to be the leader you need to be for your team, for your company, for your family? And for you, Katie, you've been that. And you've continued to grow and blossom and grow in your audacity and in your color and in your voice. And I'm so grateful to have spent the time that we've spent together, not only, you know, a year and a half ago, but even here today. Is there any final thing about uh, your events and some of the stuff that you're doing that you want to let everybody know about?
0: Well, we have our uh, online training events. There are virtual trainings that happen uh, about every quarter where we're bringing folks together to go deeper into some of these mindset things that we've talked about here in terms of knowing your purpose in the marketplace and being able to combine that with what's working in terms of marketing strategies and client experience and building out your programs in a way that makes them scalable. And so we'd invite folks to check out our next event over on our website, um, our, my book is there and podcast is there. You know, if we can serve in any way, we're happy to happy to serve your audience as well. And I think it's it's just important for everyone who's listening to know that your message matters. Mm-hmm. Like you are that flamingo out there who has a unique voice and people need to hear it in order to find you. And mm-hmm. so um, whatever it is that you need to be able to um, gather up that courage and get that voice out there is your next step.
1: I love it. And what's that website again?
0: Theflamingoadvantage.com.
1: Thanks so much for being with us, Katie. My pleasure. As we wrap up another episode of Evolved Leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders, to help them grow, to challenge their thinking, sharpen self-awareness to instill an unshakable confidence and ultimately upgrade their sense of self. And we do this through our proprietary method called Agile EQ Plus, where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence. We provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses, we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development. If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.